Hi, everybody. Welcome to the How To Dad podcast. My name is Devin Pierce, and we are live on Mixer every Sunday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, unless I tweet otherwise, but, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. But, happy Mother's Day if you are currently celebrating Mother's Day. Uh, for the Mother's Day weekend, we got our flower garden planted. I'm actually working on a little video about it, which I had a great idea for, and I hope it turns out at least half as cool as I think it's going to be. And then we got my spouse, Zantac, as her Mother's Day gift. <laughs> uh, it was great. Now, what makes it such a great gift is that it was a practical gift, but also that in our card, 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 with our card, we were punny. I'll actually share this with you guys so you can see it. So this is our card. On bright pink paper, we wrote, Our hearts burn for you. Happy Mother's Day. Love, Dad, Odin, Carter, and Kira. And the older two kids wrote their own names. Get it? Because Zantac deals with heartburn. Uh, I love this joke. And it also received a lot of positive response from people on Facebook when the wife shared the picture there. That was funny and good. I love it. Uh, One of the children hugged me while they were wet from playing in the backyard. I don't know. My shirt's sticking to me. Let's get back on track here. <laughs> this is the How To Dad podcast. Each week, I bring you guys tips, tricks for parenting, adulting, and life as a general whole. Yeah, to share some of the tools from my figurative toolbox to help you be better prepared for life's great adventure. Today is episode 10. And so that means that we've been going for 10 weeks strong. We haven't missed a week yet. But we will be missing the week of the 26th. I'm going to be in Texas for a geocaching event. So I don't see me streaming live on location. However, I do know a guy there that does podcasting. Maybe I'll go raid his house and use his equipment. We'll see. So this episode 10 is going to be about social stigmas about jobs. And I'm going to pre-apologize if this gets a little bit ranty. The idea for this episode was originally supposed to be just about, quote, real jobs, which I mentioned at the end of our RCS episode, Random Conversation Starters. That was back on episode five, actually. Uh, April 7th, 2019. So before we begin, folks, if you aren't listening to us on an auditory platform because we're not available on your favorite podcast listening platform, let me know, and I will get the podcast made available to you. We are available on a number of sources, which I mention at the end of every episode. So stick around and see if your favorite podcast service is already available. That's the second time I've winked at the camera. 
Not sure how I feel about that, actually. I feel like we need to do a bit of history for this episode. And I wrote out the notes to try and prevent myself from getting into a rant about this. Because that's not what I want out of it. Nearly two years ago, I left my job as an, an industrial scaffolder. And there were three different reasons for that. And I can tell you right now that different people focused on different reasons for what made sense to them. Which kind of ties into all these stigmas that we're going to talk about. One, I was having issues with an ankle injury, which was a work-related injury, but when it was re-injured, WCB wouldn't look at the injury saying that it wasn't work-related and that I was doing just fine. I knew there was more that could be done. So I went through the process of doing it on my own, which means really long wait times. Uh, it took about nine months, but we did eventually figure out what was going on and followed through the treatment. And my ankle's actually been doing really great for over a year now. The second reason was that I wanted to start my own job, my own business. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Well, it was based around the hobby I have of geocaching. I wanted to start our own little shop and provide supplies to the local geocachers in the area. I thought I had a good business plan and I thought things would work out. But long story short, it didn't. Yeah. Lastly, I left that employment to alleviate some stress on a lot of emotional levels and get my depression under control. May 1st of that particular year, I tried committing suicide at work. And then went on medication for depression and it didn't really get better. Even though a lot of the work stress did change or alleviate itself because situation at work changed. I couldn't get out of a rut, essentially. Then, a year to the date from when I left that employment, I then started driving a school bus for the first company I drove the bus for. And I can tell you right now, I love driving school bus. I don't know why most of the kids are obnoxious, loud, and disrespectful, but you get a few really good kids that just make your day. And it's awesome. The only issue really with it is that it doesn't pay very well. A few weeks ago, over the Easter break, I tried out a different job and delivering bread. I gave notice of my change of availability to the company I currently drive bus for and just worked it around my schedule for bread delivery, which is four days a week. Because of it being the better paying job, you know, I work 12 to 14 hours, four days a week when I'm delivering bread. And then on Wednesdays, I only drive school bus. And I get the weekends off from both jobs, so I have the opportunity to still be home with my kids. For my spouse, she has worked at a liquor store 
leading up to the term of pregnancy, uh, just before she gave birth. And then once she was comfortable returning to work after the birth of the baby, she returned to the liquor store. And then shortly after that, she picked up a gig bartending, which she hadn't done in a few years, but it's definitely where she is most comfortable as an employment opportunity. And you can really tell with how much her overall mood improved when she got back into that groove for it. It's really cool to see. So now that you guys kind of have a feeling of the types of employment that we'd been in and are currently in, we can come from that and now we can talk about the stigmas associated with those. We're going to focus mostly on my jobs and the things that have been said to me or about me simply because it is mostly first-hand knowledge and i didn't actually ask my spouse's permission to talk about her job so or the things people have said while i was driving school bus i was often told that i didn't have a real job because it wasn't good enough as a man in order to provide for my family on its own. People even had, let's call it the courage. That's in quotations for the audio listeners. To tell my spouse that she was making a poor choice in being with me because of the fact that my job didn't pay the bills on its own. Then you have when I started delivering bread, a friend of my father's who used to deliver bread once upon a time asked me, what are you doing over there? That's real man's work. Of course, I tried to be witty and responded with the fact that to be a bus driver, it is real man's work because you have to actually take specialized training and get a specialized commercial license. In the province of Alberta, not only do you need a commercial license class for the class two, you also need an endorsement S, which is school bus, within a year of getting hired. This is all under review right now and they're going, looking at changing and making a national program currently for all commercial drivers but as it stands that's the situation he then went out of his way to make a blatantly sexist comment about how all school bus drivers are women and therefore i must be a woman for liking to drive school bus yeah I'm really trying hard not to turn this into a rant section right here. Ooh. <laughs> oh, stick to the script, boy. Also, I'm just going to jump back for a quick second. But when I was trying to get my business started, other people in my friend circle and my family circle, because they don't go geocaching, and have no real concept of it because they don't even want to try. I was often criticized and outright slandered. Like, you're an idiot. 
how dare you think you can start a business with that? Are you stupid? Because I wanted to start a business involving my hobby. Did I jump the gun a bit? Maybe. If I had had better support, could I have made it work? Definitely. Then here at the beginning of the month of May, I had bid on a job to return to work in the scaffolding industry. Which, by the way, if you don't know what scaffolding is, you know when you're walking downtown in any major city and they have the structure over the sidewalk to keep things from falling on you when they're doing construction? That's a basic scaffold structure. We also build them on industrial sites to get people somewhere to stand at heights so that they can work safely. That wasn't actually in my notes, but I know a lot of people have no idea what that term means. So now you're educated. Instantaneously, after I said I had bid on this job, the job got canceled. But the same people who were telling me I didn't have a good enough job uh, turned around and started complaining that for me to take this job that could pay the bills all on its own would take me away from my family. And they were right. It would be a job in a community seven and a half hours away. I'd be living in a camp and, you know, two days of travel on either end of my shift, cutting out of the days you have off. But it was a real job. But now they're complaining that I wasn't home enough. And when I was home enough, they're complaining I didn't have a real job. So right now I sit at home having jobs that keep me close to home and the work schedule of our, it works for our family. So that I'm home to look after the children when my wife goes to do her jobs, which are typically evening jobs. It works the occasional day shift, but few and far between. But I continue to hear how that's not man enough work for people, right? How it wasn't good enough work for those people, even though it worked for my family. I'm hoping that those examples show you guys this a good enough example of how people stigmatize the types of jobs people take and the decisions that they make and that you can see from these examples that you can't really ever please or make anybody happy they will always find a way to complain about it and it actually just reminded me of a political cartoon involving a donkey, a man, and a woman, and some bystanders. And they're both riding the donkey, and people are like, oh, you're overworking that donkey, that poor animal, how dare you? She gets off and walks. What kind of a man makes the woman walk? She should be the one riding the donkey. So then, she is the one riding the donkey, and he's not. And the same kind of conversation occurs and then so neither of them are riding the donkey and the same people then start criticizing the fact that they're not using the donkey at all as a mode of transportation they don't even know what they're doing you're going to run into that with a lot of things in life the difficulty in these stigmas about employment is that as a child you want your parents to be happy with you and as a parent of children, 
you want to provide for them and you whether you admit it to yourself or not you want them to be proud and to respect you for what you've accomplished for them or on their behalf you know the things you provide for them you want them to be happy and feel a sense of pride in what you can provide for them and that's uh, one of those things that we don't really think about but it is an underlining tone of these same stigmas and often why people fall into them as a friend you also want your friends to know that they're valued and that their opinion is valued but guys at the end of the day the only people that need to be happy with the type of work you're doing or what you qualify as work is you and your spouse if you're in a relationship to that end i will say that our current situation my spouse and i hardly actually get to see each other we both have sundays off and often everybody wants us to do things outside of our house or without the other person and that's our only real time to spend with each other so our relationship is definitely strained at the moment because we both work two jobs on opposite shifts but because we are trying to accomplish specific goals like the trip we're going on at the Memorial Day weekend here to Texas another trip we want to do in June and another trip we want to do in July because we're trying to accomplish those goals and we understand that they require more finances than either one of us on our own can bring in we're in a position where we understand that we need to do these things all these things to get to those goals something I didn't write in my notes but I'm going to mention here when you are in a relationship the main thing is communication the difficult part of that is understanding how you both communicate and we'll have to do an episode on that that one's going to take a lot more research on my part but we will do one episode on that in the future what i wanted to do with this episode i want to talk about this make sure that people understand that this difficulty of finding their balance between expectations of other people their own expectations their goals in life and their desires or needs even you know, finding the balance between what works for you and what makes other people happy or satisfied with what you're doing is a struggle that you're not alone in often also what i have experienced for myself at least is because your situation doesn't directly affect those who are typically giving you their opinions on your situation because everybody's an expert most of the time even when you try to explain the process as to why you're doing what you're doing or what made you make those decisions can fall in deaf ears 
to tie it into a previous episode, last week in Teaching Children Respect Part 2, we talked about explaining the sentimental and monetary value of an item to children. And we talked about how you have to give them a literal example that they can compare it to. You love your dolly, but Bobby doesn't love your dolly. Kind of thing. Because of the fact that not everyone experiences life the same or even in a similar way, going through situations at different points and times in their lives, people can't truly grasp the value of the decisions you're making unless you can make that direct comparison for them. They can only understand the value and process of what they have experienced. So you might not always find it prudent or even useful to explain it to some people. Much in the same way that people can't understand why you choose to work a certain job or why you choose not to work another, And I'm going to get a little bit more specific in this section. If you were looking to start something in the manner of content creation, like I do with this podcast or the three different YouTube channels I work on. Links to the descriptions. Don't crack your fingers, guys. It's a terrible habit. Terrible. I keep doing it, though. <laughs> You will find those things, those content creation things, even more difficult to explain to people who hang on to those traditionalist, sexist values or stigmas. Like I mentioned before, you know, those examples I talked about at the beginning of this. If your circle of friends and your family can't accept the work you're doing because it fits your scheduling better or fits your lifestyle better. Chances are they are never going to be able to wrap their heads around the idea of content creation as a business or a profession. And I'm mentioning this in this podcast because I've experienced this. I continue to experience this. And if you as a parent are experiencing this, and trying to discover ways to express your creativity or anything along those lines. Even if you're not a parent, if you're just an adult trying to, even if you're not even an adult, if you're just a human being trying to spread your wings into the world and figure yourself out and maybe get paid for things you're good at, I want you to know that as a content creator, as a parent, as a human who is, trying to do these same kind of things, you can reach out to me. And I will support you the best I can. My DMs are open on Twitter. You guys want to get a hold of me that way? It's at CrownSO, C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S, zero. Or you can email me, CrownSO at gmail.com. I will also be putting this in the descriptions of both the audio 
and the YouTube replays. So be sure to go check this video out. And this video is put out by a guy who actually inspired me to do this podcast. It was entirely by accident, but he is the reason why I decided to get into podcasting. Whether you are a content creator or not, if you are simply feeling alone, you should go check the video out. It is geared towards content creators, definitely those on the Twitch platform, but it applies to anybody realistically. If you're feeling lonely, I think it could help you. So guys, for this week, I don't have a question for you. In fact, what I have for you instead is a homework assignment of self-reflection. I want you guys to look at yourselves, look at conversations you've had with other people, whether it's about their work or life choices, and ask yourselves if you truly listened to them or if you just heard them. Because perhaps there's a fence or two that you need to mend. Or maybe this episode will simply help you see that other people need to mend a fence or two with you. Hope you guys found this episode helpful. If you would like to dig into it deeper, you guys comment on this. Let me know. Thanks for watching. The How To Dad podcast is owned and hosted by Devin Pierce and is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-share like, oh, non-commercial share like. There we go. 4.0 international license. All rights reserved. We're currently available for audio listeners on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Good night, guys.